want to give you an update on a very cool project. You know, we love space around here. Um, this is a very cool space story that we talked about, I think, probably, I don't know, a couple of years ago. But lo and behold, here it is. Seven years ago, almost to the day, in fact, uh, seven years ago, September, NASA's OSIRIS-X, Rex, rather, took off from Cape Canaveral in Florida, bound for the asteroid Bennu. And I hope I'm saying all these things right. Four years after it launched, it met up with Bennu. And in a feat that still blows my mind, it actually landed on the surface of this asteroid and started collecting samples. Then, months later, it took off once again on a journey home and this weekend the samples that it collected from this asteroid hurtling through space were returned to earth came down in a desert in utah if you can believe it um, and now they'll be spread out and studied by multiple teams including a number of canadians all searching for answers about the birth of the solar system among other things it's fascinating stuff it's an incredible accomplishment no matter what these samples reveal the fact that scientists were able to complete this mission is nothing short of remarkable so let's find out what's going on we're going to speak with michael daly he is the director of the center for research in earth and space science at york university and is the instrument scientist for this very mission the osiris x rex laser altimeter michael thank you so much for being here today i appreciate your time no problem. Just a slight uh, little correction. Please. So I'm the instrument scientist for the Canadian instrument on the mission, which okay. is the OSIRIS-REx laser altimeter. Gotcha. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Important clarification. Now, this, I mean, before we get to the samples and all the rest of this stuff, uh, just the fact that this mission was carried out boggles my mind. I mean, it really is an amazing feat, isn't it? It's, we're very proud of it. It's, you know, I started working on this in 2008 as we were putting the, the mission proposal together. And it's, it's, this was the major objective of the mission. And the fact we're here, it's kind of, it's, it's a very surreal activity. Tell us about your involvement. Like you say, it goes back to 2008, the altimeter. Tell us about the, the work that you did as part of this mission. Sure. So the OSIRIS-REx laser altimeter was a it was a very unique instrument because orbiting a planet versus orbiting an asteroid are very different things. Orbiting a planet, your the spacecraft is going many kilometers, you know, seven say seven kilometers per second. Around this asteroid Bennu, it was like in slow motion. We were going about ten centimeters per second around in orbit around this asteroid, and so the whole uh, laser altimetry. Uh, job is very different around an asteroid. And so we were able to take very, very high density measurements of the surface and build a, essentially a globe of the asteroid. And we did it in an unprecedented way. Uh, we took almost 2.7 billion measurements of the surface of this 500 meter diameter object and made the, the best shape of anything ever, I think. So uh, we're really proud of the, that Canadian contribution to the mission. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, why was this particular asteroid chosen as the quote-unquote target of this mission? Well, there are different kinds of asteroids in broad brush. There are metallic ones, there's kind of stony ones, like, you know, look, look outside at your sidewalk. And then there are these very primitive carbonaceous asteroids. Think about a lump of coal. And these kinds of asteroids are our best uh, view into the early solar system you know, they haven't really undergone many changes, so we can get an idea of, of what happened at the very beginning. Of course, there are lots of other constraints that are more on the engineering side. We had to be able to get to it. We had to be able to get back. Had to be large enough that we could 
operate around it, you know, with the benefit of some of its gravity, couldn't be spinning too quickly because we actually had to touch the surface to grab the sample. Right. So all of these things factored into uh, into the choice. And like you say, you, you mapped out the asteroid and had a pretty good idea, and there was actually areas of the asteroid that were chosen as sample sites, right? Like it wasn't just let's get there and grab what we can. No, this was very detailed as to where on the asteroid the samples would be collected from. Well, Bennu surprised us. Um, you know, we had ideas of what Bennu was from the Earth, but not at the same level of detail that we needed to execute the mission. And when we got to Bennu, it was much rougher surface than we expected. So we had backup contingencies for this uh, kind of event, and, yeah. and we actually had to we had to uh, pull those out. And the, the original plan to get the spacecraft to the surface was uh, much more challenging, and, and, and it made... Honestly, Bennu was a lot more interesting from the perspective of the laser altimetry lead as well, <laughs> because all of that rough surface that made it difficult to get to this surface was very interesting. You mentioned contingencies. I, I wonder, this must be one big exercise in contingency planning, right? Because you've got the mission, you've got, you know what you want to do, but then there's got to be, well, what if this happens? And well, I mean, it's not like you can go up and change it. It's got to be something built into the mission. So is it just one contingency after another trying to consider all possibilities? Uh, as much as we can yeah. in the space business, we hope for the best and plan for the worst as much as our our uh, brains and budgets allow. Um, <laughs> it's incredible, it is. So now that the samples have arrived back on Earth, what happens now? What kind of, I know there's a number of different teams involved. I don't know if you're still involved in the testing portion or if your work is done, but w what happens now that we've got the samples back? Sure. Well, we spent a lot of effort, you know, going through a particular body in the solar system and going to a particular place on the solar system. So that, that's one of the, the valuable pieces of this. We know where the sample came from. Yeah. We've also done a lot of work to make sure that sample remains pristine. You know, we, we uh, packaged it up in a very clean way so that we'd be protected coming into the Earth's atmosphere. We... Um, made sure that during the journey the temperatures remained at a kind of a known way so at, at this point we're continuing that level of care to make sure that we don't contaminate the the uh, sample with you know in in removing it from the the uh, sample return capsule and the, and the sampling device so there's a lot of documentation going on and just a lot of care to make sure that that what what amount we've we've done the hard part now we don't want to blow it right, right. It, yeah. it was a very big challenge to get the sample to earth and and now it's just a lot of um, sort of very slow and careful work to document what we've got and its present state and and just to secure it in a way that makes sure the scientific analysis can can move forward and that you asked me about my part. Yeah, my, most of my part. You know, the hard part of my job's done, and you know, I was responsible for the the instrument and yep. the instrument support of the mission, which is both scientific and also, you know, we had a part in getting the spacecraft to the surface. So for me, that was the, the most tense part. I, I do have some uh, portion of the, of the analysis of the, um, of the sample. So that, that will be cool, but it's not at the same level of stress as, as we've had up <laughs> to uh, this point. And, 
course, our spacecraft is headed off to another another asteroid, so right, yeah. we'll have a part in that as well. It's just amazing. Um, what 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 kind of questions are we thinking we might answer? And, I, and I've read some other you know experts who are involved in the testing and all that are saying we don't know. We we assume the asteroid is going to surprise us. We don't exactly know what we'll find. But where do you start? What what are you what what questions do you ask yourself as you get these samples and get to work analyzing them? What's p- the potential there? I guess. Sure. Well, I, I agree with your, you know, what you said, Benny surprised us when we got there, surprised us when we sampled, and it's going to surprise us with the results from the sample uh, as we, we study. But, you know, effectively the answer is everything we can think of, right? So we're, we're interested in um, what's there, the physical properties of it, you know, what, what uh, strength does it have? What are its thermal properties? Like how much heat does it absorb? How does it keep? So heat capacity and thermal conductivity. We're interested in, you know, its physical strength. We're interested in its chemical makeup and its mineralogy. So, you know, how all those elements are put together. Um, we're particularly interested in any organics. Uh, so, you know, organics, this is the the O and Osiris Rex, it's, you know, origins, what organics were there at the beginning of the solar system formation that might have been the building blocks of life. Anything you can think of, yeah. you know, anything we can think of, we're asking those questions and we have members of the science team that are experts and, and are going to do, do those analysis to answer those questions. Exactly, and, and I guess we don't even know until until we know and get our hands on the samples. It's just it's amazing work. Uh, thank you so much for your time and and walking us through your involvement because um, it, it's 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 so much fun to talk about. Michael, thank you. You're most welcome.